Do you want to be a leader? In a constantly changing world, our emerging leaders look different, come from various backgrounds and from all different age groups. Leadership is changing and it's hard to keep up. But the good news, you can be a leader too. You can be an emerging leader. Welcome to the Limitless Leadership Lounge, a tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders. Come spend some time with us to discuss leadership from three angles. The coach, Jim Johnson. The professor, Dr. Anuma Kareem. The host, John Gehring, a monthly guest. And you. Get in on the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. So come on in and make yourself comfortable. And welcome back to another episode of the Limitless Leadership Lounge. So glad to have you along. I'm John Gehring, joined also by, of course, Coach Jim Johnson and uh, Dr. Renuma Kareem. Um, both of you, I really wanted to bring this up today because it's been bothering me. I actually uh, didn't sleep great last night, um, and we're just here recording this early this morning. And I, I just have this horrible habit of, in the evening, falling asleep on the couch in front of the TV and not even getting to bed until a reasonable time. And they say that it's not very good for you to sleep in front of a TV. So I'm sleeping, but it's not quality sleep. And then I wake up at one in the morning and I think, oh, I better go up to bed and then try to get up at six in the morning to, you know, uh, do whatever I need to do the following day. I have gotten into a routine of doing that every single day. And it's, uh, really bothering me and it's got me to thinking about habits and getting into these routines that we get into uh, and and either breaking the bad ones and then developing the good ones. Um, So I want to bring this up on today's uh, Leadership Lounge episode to both of you. Um, Coach, especially you talk a lot in your presentations about developing these strong habits and trying to avoid the negative ones. Um, would you like to elaborate on on some of the things, Coach, that you um, especially focus on? Yeah, I think habits are, are so important as, you know, we're talking about uh, leading yourself first before you can lead others. And certainly when I was a young leader, uh, I tended to be all over the place. I'm much more focused in being cognizant. So, so I think the first thing I'd like to share is the importance of being aware of what you want in your life. Because if you don't have clarity of the journey, of, you know, we talked about personal mission statement in the previous podcast. If you don't have clarity of what you want to be, who you want to be in the direction then it's hard to develop the habits that can help you get there. So I think that's number one is having clarity about what you want. And then number two is really understanding that we all have temptations in our life and none of us are perfect, you know? And so uh, John, you know, your little dilemma there of us falling asleep and and I've done that before. Now I, I really become more cognizant as I've gotten older that I know how important sleep is in the fact that I have a little routine, what I what I do in getting ready and going to sleep, uh, and and I really I I'm looking at about eight thirty quarter to nine where I'll go up and I do my little routine to get ready to sleep, and then I I put personally, uh, you know I everything gets turned off. I don't even have a, my cell phone in my bedroom, which I know mm-hmm. is a real 
issue for a lot of people. Uh, I put it downstairs and I charge it. And so I don't have that temptation. So I think one of the things that's really important as you develop good habits and trying to eliminate bad habits is the fact that understanding that surround yourself with the environment that's going to help you. Also, we could talk about surround yourself with the right type of people that can support you in developing positive habits over the negative habits. I'll give you one last illustration is that, for example, I know a lot of people have concern about their health. And one of our issues in not only the U.S., but all over the world is weight issues where people are, are overweight, not taking care of themselves. Yet, if you think about it, uh, the food you consistently eat, what do you have in your kitchen? If, if there are things that are bad for you and you're consistently eating, you're eating those, then it's going to really create issues for you. So one of the things that I do is, again, I'm not perfect. I eat uh, bad things at times, really? but then okay. I really try to put things in front of me that are uh, things that I should be eating. And I try to surround my pantry with more good things as opposed to negative things. Yeah. Renova, I, how about you? What are some of your thoughts on, on some of your habits? Good yeah, and bad. Uh, Coach, I'm piggybacking on both of uh, your experiences. Uh, first, John, you're not the only one who did this. Like even <laughs> five, six years ago, I had the couch, I had the uh, television, and I would just slouch there and sleep. And at 2 a.m., I will wake up with a bad backache and said, why am I sleeping oh, like yeah. this and pull myself upstairs? Uh, so I saw that this uh, this is an interruption to my sleep. And in the morning, I wake up groggy mm -hmm. and not happy. Uh, so after going through so many books on habits and everything, I did, I tried to remove the triggers. So the trigger was I don't have now I will force myself when it's uh, nine o'clock, I will just shut the TV go upstairs uh, to my bedroom where I did not, purposefully I did not have a TV. I do not have a TV and I also keep the phone away from me. So no disruption, the only thing I do is the book. I open a book, I start reading and then after uh, half an hour or uh, one, I fall asleep. And that really impacted my, so it's like stacking up one habit. When you change one habit, the other things also starts to change and you can see the transformation, but it's not easy. You really yeah. have to have that self-awareness as coach said, that what is it doing to me? Why I am doing this? Uh, how can I do things better? And this is where I suddenly, there was a light bulb moment that, it is about EQ as well. So if I want to form a good habit, my emotional intelligence has to work. So it is the first uh, premise of emotional intelligence, which is self-awareness. I have to be self-awareness. I have to be, then there is optimism. I have to understand what it is, create what uh, self-regulation, all those sure. things. So it is once we start doing those things, I think uh, it has like a snowball effect. And it can sure. change the, every aspect of your life. Um, so, Coach, uh, was it like, did it also work for you? Like the triggers, like you said that the triggers, there are so many triggers in our environment that is creating our bad habit. And also it can create good habits. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, 
I know we, we talk about, uh, you mentioned reading and a couple books that really helped me immensely with uh, habits would be the seven habits of highly effective people mm -hmm. by Dr. Covey that has been around for a long time. And then more recently, Atomic Habits by James Clear that also he did a lot of research on habits. So I think uh, being aware is so hugely important. And the one thing that I, I wanted to share that I think can help people is start with a few things, what I call my non-negotiables. And my non-negotiables are little things I do in my life that I'm going to consistently do on a daily basis. I'll give you a couple examples. Like I pray every day and it's usually a 10 to 15 minute segment. Now, you know, you got to decide what's important for you. Another thing is I actually plan in my day where I exercise. So I think that's another thing that's really important. Uh, another way that I like to feed my mind is I go out for a walk every day and I actually listen to a podcast. Uh, that's another way. Uh, another thing I do every day is I meditate. I actually plan a block of my time. I do about a 15 to 20 minute meditation. So I'm just giving you illustrations. You, you know, our listeners got to decide what is most important to you. But I think when you put little non-negotiables and then really make it the discipline. And one of the things I learned from James Clear's book that I, I want to emphasize is that really focus on never missing two days in a row. Mm -hmm. Like there has been days where I've missed one of my five non-negotiables, but then I, I jump right back on the horse the next day and, and make sure that I do it. And I think when you start being cognizant of those things, as Renuma, you said, it, it helps the stacking process because once you start doing something good, it excites you and then you want to do more. How about you, John, uh, from some of the, your habits right now, what has been good and bad in your life? Well, there have been things that I've made major improvements on and, and I'm excited, you know, to say that exercise is one of those. Um, I, I like what you say, coach, a lot of times making an appointment with yourself, the, the way you say that it's, it's kind of, it does make it non-negotiable. It's almost like, well, I have an appointment, right. I'm going to do this. Um, and setting aside that block of time and some form of exercise for me, it's not consistent. Some days it's, you know, tennis with actually with you coach and some days it's, you know, something else. And, um, whatever it is though, I know that I'm taking better care of my body in that way. Um, and also just, just getting to work on time, you know, it sounds silly, but it's a habit, right? It's, it's right. really a habit and, you know, getting there at nine o'clock in the morning and, getting to work right away, you know, and finding your productivity is, is increasing and, and how good that actually makes you feel. Um, not because the boss says so or whatever, but because sure. that increases your productivity and that um, is more rewarding for yourself. Coach, though, I do want to here on the Limitless Leadership Lounge, um, remind, of course, everyone that you can get connected with us on Instagram, Facebook, share some of your best and maybe if you're willing to worst habits that you'd like to break or ones that you are looking to develop and any tips on how you have found uh, to be effective to develop those habits. Coach, I do want to though touch on a quick point that you said, and of course, we'll uh, go to Renuma too. Um, but you discussed how you eat junk food. And I think that's like the breaking news of the day here um, because, well, anybody who knows coach, um, you know, he's very fit and active mm -hmm. and 
you know, every day exercising and, and you'd think, oh, coach is the ultimate for taking care of himself. You know, coach is the person to look up to, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, And coach, you just said, well, I eat junk food and that's like, wait, what? But it's true. Habits are not perfection. Um, and I think that's an important point to make in Renuma. Maybe, you know, if you have times mm-hmm. where you don't go to bed right away, you don't shut that TV off at nine, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but habits are consistency over a long period of time, right? And, yeah. and that's what developing habits is about. And people look True. at coach and they, they're intimidated, you know, oh my goodness, coach, how do you stay in such good shape? You know, but it's like, well, it's not by automatically cold turkey starting to do everything perfect every day. Absolutely. I, I think the, the huge thing is, uh, is starting with small steps. Mm-hmm. Like I know in, uh, uh, you know, when I encourage people to exercise, uh, I, I tell them, you know, going back to what I know we've already said, but first start with an appointment with yourself. Number two, just start with 10 minutes. It might be a uh, short walk in doing five push-ups, because what I found in, in the research is that you have to change the person you're becoming. You know, where I now I think of myself is that I'm a fit person, and because I believe that in myself, I've developed habits that has kept me as a fit person. Uh, but also to mention what you said, John, is that. I don't know anybody probably that's perfect, but I certainly am not in the sense that I will still, you know, eat like a, ironically in this uh, recording, it's my birthday day. I'm going to have Hi. some birthday cake today. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, so I'm, I'm not by any means perfect. But again, I think when you set up some rituals uh, that are really important, like one of the things I started doing is what I call a 12 hour fast from the research mm-hmm. I did. And so that I really stopped eating and I really have uh, done this quite well. Once in a while I missed, but I, I get right back on the horse, but I usually stop eating before seven o'clock every night. And then I don't eat again until after seven o'clock the next day. Mm-hmm. And that's just a little powerful discipline. So by just setting up, starting with small disciplines, you know, putting, and then blocking time out. And then uh, the last thing I'll say is that uh, where I once in a while, get uh, a bad habit is that I when I don't block time to do specific things and then I get tempted like I may want to go down and watch a little TV and then all of a sudden you look and you're like oh, okay I was going to watch for five minutes but now it's 20 mm-hmm. minutes uh, so I think it's really important that if you when you do take breaks that you do uh, be cognizant of the time because you can do mindless things like watching TV that uh, can be very hindrance to you and, mm-hmm. and just really kind of replace those. Like one of the things I do every day when I get up is my first thing is, is I read for 10 minutes, you know, that's not a long period of time, but it just gets me off on the right start. Uh, and so I think those are things that you can really start to think of. And the other thing I do is what I call for a two for one, like, like last night, I've I'm doing the dishes after dinner. So I actually put a podcast on while I'm doing the dishes. So it feels like I'm, you know, I'm doing something I don't necessarily love doing the dishes, but uh, now that I feel like I'm feeding my mind, it just makes it something that I I feel better about. Yeah. Any other thoughts you want to add? 
Yeah, uh, w- one thing that uh, I I always feel strongly about that quote, like you are what you repeated repeatedly do. So Aristotle said that. So I think once we repeatedly start to do those things over and over and again, uh, today I saw a documentary where it said that uh, in our middle of the brain, there is a ganglia or something like that. And uh, when you do something over and over and again, it just get planted there. There is a neuropath, a new neuropath created, and then you cannot break away from that habit. And I think that has happened to me. No matter how much I want to watch TV after 10 o'clock, there is a guilt conscious that eating me up and I just cannot do it. So for last three years, I haven't been, and everybody said that you were weird, that you're not watching TV after uh, 10 o'clock. What's wrong with you? But it is, I think earlier I, I would do that, like four years ago, five years ago, I would do that. But I think because I forced myself into not doing it, now it has become part of me. So doing it repeatedly. And, uh, and another thing you talked about fasting, uh, I, just found, uh, I just realized an interesting thing. I'm a Muslim and every month we have to, uh, every year we have to fast for a month from sunrise to sunset. And we cannot drink anything, we cannot eat anything, and we cannot uh, say bad things to people, we cannot gossip, we cannot lie. So this is all the rules. Like if you lie or if you show anger, then all these things is going to destroy your fasting. Mm. And what it does, and it's interesting to see that there is this uh, thing uh, that in the street that it's 21 days to uh, form a habit and 90 days to form a lifestyle. And if for 30 days we we are sincere or to like fast and just self-aware, wake up early in the morning at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. and pray, uh, do not lie, do not say bad things about people, automatically it can uh, have some impact on our life and it can become a habit. So I think that was the idea behind this religious ritual or one of the pillars of Islam is fasting uh, during the Ramadan. And, but many people are not uh, doing it sincerely. Like they fast, but they start to lie and do these things and all these things. But it is written, we cannot do any negative things that hurt mm. our souls. So I think uh, even religiously people are trying to put this habit in to make us, to transform us into a better human being. And as you say that, uh, some keystone habits like exercise, praying, reading a book, uh, all these things, if we do it and force ourselves to do it, for like 20 days or 30 days or more than that, it can change us as a person. And it can have impact on our leadership skill because I think we are here on the leadership lounge. And one of the important thing every leader has is good habits, great habits that can influence others also and it can change that whole environment around them. Mm, yeah, it's the Limitless Leadership Lounge. Um, of course, more straight up uh, here after the quick break with Renuma and Coach about developing habits. Uh, we'll be right back. Now, back to our tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders. Come on, let's head into the Limitless Leadership Lounge. 
and Dr. Anuma Kareem's uh, organization, Heroes for All. Of course, she's right here on our podcast. So uh, you can go straight to the source by getting connected with us on um, Facebook or Instagram, or of course, um, the contact information that you just heard there. Uh, but uh, Renuma, I just want to go back to you as well. We were, Coach, um, you, you discussed real quickly a couple of your favorite books, and Renuma, you just discussed um, the documentary that you uh, viewed recently. I also, on the topic of habits, just want to stress the importance of books. And I think that's worth coming back to and, and different ways to feed your mind mm -hmm. with these positive ways to develop habits. Renuma, are there any others that you really, uh, that stood out to you um, as you uh, lived and, and developed some really great habits. Sure. Uh, one important book I found it was Charles, Charles Duhigg's uh, Tiny Habits. I think Coach also talked about it, like in fraction, do it in small way. Uh, when I started my Taekwondo, um, I was asked to do push-ups and I never did push-ups before. So after one oh. or two push-ups, I was just lying down on the floor, not doing anything. <laughs> oh, uh, no. and, and my sensei, he said that I need to practice like every day, two push-ups, three push-ups. And then after a week, I will see the change. And I think it reflects the tiny habits. So after seven days, I was doing 10 push-ups. After 14 days or 15 days, I was doing 20. Now I can do 40 in one. Whoa. So so okay. uh, that's that's also so it is like tiny habits helping helping me to grow so charles duhigg's uh, tiny habits i found it beside james clear's atomic habit uh and also stephen covey's book this was this is another book i really found very effective uh and uh very um helpful for me yeah. Wow. Interesting. And, and coach, you already alluded to a couple of great ones. And Stephen Covey's is, is my personal favorite as well. Um, and I also, along the same lines, Renuma, there's a book called Mini Habits um, oh, by Stephen Weiss. And, and it's, uh, it's sort of the same type of concept that when you start small and you do, um, you know, many steps to get to that big goal that you have, it just sort of becomes becomes part of you and, and you right. gain momentum as you do it. And, and I, I've noticed feeling a lot better after exercising for the second day in a row mm. than ex after exercising for the first day in a row, right. you know, and it's right. sort of like, Oh, I'm building momentum. And then the more you do it, the better you feel. And then you get to that point. And I don't know exactly where it is. Maybe you two could, you know, shed some light on, on when this point is, but at, at some point it just becomes part of you. It really does. It just, yeah is you and and you can't really explain it but that's when coaches non-negotiables come into play because then it's a routine then it's like breathing if mm -hmm. that makes sense you know what i mean yeah and i think it's the habit loop uh, uh i think in james clear's book and also in tidy habits that talk about the habit loop uh the cue uh the routine and then the reward so once we start to do that and the reward, it's not like, oh, you are. Uh, and also coach talked about the identity. It becomes part of your identity when I'm seeing the reward reward happening. Uh, it's not like like exercise. You're not going to build muscle in two or three days. It will take six months uh, to build your muscles. So after yeah. six months, <laughs> yeah. So after six months, when you see that your body is toned and you're and you will automatically feel like you cannot stop. I need to keep this momentum going on. 
if I see if I'm eating, I have I'm avoiding chips. I do not buy chips or all those things uh, when I'm uh, home. And when I see that my gut is feeling better, I am feeling better. I'm healthier. Every morning I have a habit. I wake up and I drink in an empty stomach, uh, lemon water with honey and uh, warm water with lemon and honey. And I huh. could feel that my met- metabolism is getting faster and it has become a habit. It can have impact on my skin and overall. When I see that positive reward, automatically it becomes part of me. And as coach said that I'm a fit person and I want to project that. And, and also uh, the scientific theory says that once you repeatedly do it, it becomes your automated. It is like automatically you will just do this. It, it mm. is called like automaticity. There is this term also. Like uh, you won't even think when you're driving, you don't need to like think about driving. You know how to hold the steering and you just drive. So that's what hab- happens with the habit as well. So you automatically sit on the driving seat and you don't need to follow through. You just drive. And coach, from your experience, um, coach, again, the uh, 30 years of, of coaching and, and championship winning and building these teams. And I know it didn't really start that way necessarily. Um, when you start seeing that success, then how much easier does it become to develop those habits after that taste of success uh, as you're looking to develop, develop consistency? Yeah. I, I mean, certainly getting a taste of success, I think is really started. Uh, I'll augment what Renuma said that I think is very powerful is the ability to reward. You know, you can do that starting individually. And then mm-hmm. certainly as we get into our second segment, I'm, I'm building a team as a leader, but I, I, two things I'll say, one is make sure that the reward is appropriate. Like I think what we get caught up, for example, going back to our health issue is, okay, I, I got to get better shape. I got to lose 10 pounds. You do that and you're all excited. And then you reward yourself by eating cake and ice cream. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. breaks it. But you know, just to give an example, the other way is, okay, I, I've got myself in better shape. Go out and buy buy something nice, you know, a shirt that you wouldn't normally have been able to fit into now that you can. Uh, so that would be a better reward. So be careful with other rewards. And then I think the other thing, I think it's so important is making sure that as a leader, leading by example is such a powerful thing. And so the more that you can develop good habits where you can get people that they want to follow you because you're someone that does uh, take care of themselves. I know as a coach, you know, it was really important that I stayed fit because I expected my players to stay fit. And, and certainly, you know, I couldn't at the end of my career play basketball as well as them, but I could still go into the fitness center and do a good workout with them and show that, you know, I cared about my own personal well wellness and that I could do some, actually some fitness things, even though I was quite a bit older, better than they could. So I I think those are things that you just really want to make sure that you reward yourself appropriately. Rewards are important. And that really start thinking about the importance uh, as a leader of leading yourself so you can lead by example for others. Yeah, Coach, I think that's really powerful. Leadership is not just an individual um, effort. In fact, well, I, I should say habits are not just an individual effort. Um, it, it really is about leading. And, and when you're leading a team, 
there are habits, of course, that you have individually, but then there are those collective habits um, that you need to instill. And, and that's a, a whole nother topic, I feel like, don't you think? I mean, that's, that's sort of <laughs> a different practice than um, leading yourself, which is very important, but leading a whole team of people like Coach Hads, like Renuma Hads with your organization. Um, that's also something that I think is, is definitely worth diving into. And we're gonna do that um, next week. So just stay with us here and of course follow us on instagram and facebook limitless leadership lounge just type that and share some of your most effective leadership or uh, habits and for yourself and for your team too looking ahead towards next week's episode so join us next week and we look forward to discussing more habits with you on the limitless leadership lounge Thank you for joining us this week at the Limitless Leadership Lounge. To listen to this episode again and to find previous episodes, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. You can also get in on the conversation. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Then tell three of your friends to join in as well. Coach, Renuma, and John will be back again next week for another tri-generational leadership discussion. We'll talk to you then on the Limitless Leadership Lounge.